Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well on this fabulous and wonderful Monday morning. It's Monday. I'm sure everybody is so happy and so excited and leaped right out of bed and said, yes, it's the start of a brand new week. I get to jump out of bed early and, and into the cold room. And uh, <laughs> I don't know about you all, but it never fails. <clears throat> Toss a turn all night and just as soon as you get in the most warmest, most comfortable spot, all of a sudden, that's when the alarm wants to go off. It's just not fair. It really isn't, you know. But uh, And then it's Monday, and you're like, you're dragging. You're like, why, Lord, why can't we have a five-day weekend and a two-day work day? Wouldn't that be nice? But, um, oh, well, it doesn't work that way. Let's see what we got watching this morning. Let's see got Miss Amy Oaks-Turner, Aaron Jenkins, Tracy Little, Jennifer Honeycutt. And uh, Aaron says, punch me in the in the face. Good morning. So, well, I don't want to punch you in the face, Aaron. I, I don't want to hurt my hand. All right. <laughs> All right, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Alrighty, awesome. Let's see here. I had a few more people pop up here. Carolyn Kelly, Mike Kinsley. Appreciate you folks for joining me this morning. And, uh, you know, as I say every single morning, you'll probably get sick of hearing me saying it, but I praise God that we live in a great country, have the freedoms that we do, and uh, able to uh, say these these wonderful pledges. And, you know, guys and gals, we really need, do need to pray for our country like never before. Uh, it is... Uh, you all well 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 aware uh, how weak we look. We got two lunatics. Uh, well, the whole administration is just in, went in off the deep end. And I'll be honest with you, I we talked about this yesterday. Uh, I, I am shocked, really, and I'm glad, but I, I'm just shocked that not even Cuba has tried to attack us at this point. I mean, it's just we are so weak and so vulnerable right now. It's it's beyond comprehension. And uh, the all-out attack on our children is just uh, our Christian, uh, Judeo-Christian ethics, uh, the nuclear family. I mean, it just goes on and on. And uh, it's, it's really, uh, it, it is frightening to an extent. But when you understand that God is sovereign and is in control, there's nothing to be afraid of. But one thing we do need to do is pray for these individuals down in Florida, the devastation. It's, it looks like a nuclear bomb has went off down there. It's just, just horrid. Um, uh, there's a buddy of mine on, on social media. He posted a video there in Fort Myers and uh, showed a car going through and there's a time lapse and how the flooding, I mean, it, it was like as high as the buildings there. I mean, it was insane uh, the, the how the ocean just took over there. I mean, it was just craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was really weird. It really was. But we do need to pray for them. But uh, let's go ahead and look at our verse of discussion this morning. Let me get my monitors kind of weird today i must have hit it or something all right let's see here here we go by faith abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going hebrews 11 8 all righty 
And again, that's Hebrews at 11, verse 8. All right, my friends. You know, it is um, the definition of nitty-gritty. I know I'm sure you all have heard that a lot of times uh, throughout our lifetimes. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Well, the uh, uh, the Webster's Ninth Collegiate Dictionary defines nitty-gritty as what is essential and basic, specific, practical details. So, you know, it is right here we're, we're looking at the essentials uh, regarding our faith. Uh, and this is what we're looking at here in regards to Abraham, in regards to justification of faith and uh, by faith and how Abraham was called. Now, keep in mind when Abraham was called, you know, we're looking at the book of Genesis here. And, uh, of course, people did live longer at this point in time. And he was like 70 years old uh, when he was called. And at uh, this time, he was a pagan, living in a pagan country, and here God called him. And, uh, you know, that is indicative of how God calls us, calls the elect. If you might have noticed my t-shirt this morning, I have been chosen. You know, it's very, uh, uh, the very thing that uh, uh, those of us who are the elect in Christ Jesus, uh, we have been chosen. Uh, I know Aaron watching here this morning, he was talking to me a little bit about uh I hope you don't mind me saying this uh, about predestination, election, and uh, uh, and we have, we have a little bit of discussion about that. And I know that uh, for some people out there, that can be a little confusing, and and it's hard to understand, uh, you know, how why God chose some and not others. Uh, that uh, he for the foreknowledge of knowing uh, those who would be in his kingdom, and uh, you know, even though salvation is open to all, and anybody is welcome to pray the prayer of salvation, and anyone is welcome into the kingdom of heaven that god has chosen those to be a part of his uh his, part of his kingdom and uh you know it is um makes our salvation that much more special that much more sweeter to know that we have been adopted into god's kingdom and um you know those who are in the world they've been blinded by the devil and that's one thing that uh you know when god uh, establishes uh, earthly uh, millennial reign, a thousand-year reign, even though he'll be physically seen, that there will be those on earth who will still reject him. You know, it, it's a sad situation. And, you know, there's a lot of questions in that. I may be getting into a can of worms on how can uh, the perfection of God's kingdom exist with the imperfection of the earth. That's uh, a whole other, other can of worms. We'll get into another day. <laughs> Hello, Terry Hudson. But uh, let's let's keep it simple this morning. But anyway, we look at Abraham in particular. This is what we're, we need to be driving at, so I don't get us off on the on the side rails here. But uh, but by faith, Abraham was called. All right. Again, we're talking about Genesis twelve, uh, and protect and what we're regarding. <laughs> Wow, I get out here in a second. I tell you what, guys, getting up at four in the morning, it's hard to get the brain going. All right, you know, I, uh, the the squirrel on the wheel has fallen has fallen off a long time ago. All right, so bear with me. But uh, but anyway, the point is, um, you know, Abraham did not uh, convict on his own ideas of moving to Canaan. Uh, he was not following a dream, if you will. He was following God's call. And uh, that's that's the heart of this. What we're looking at here is Abraham's obedient response in regards to God's calling, and uh, and that's just it. You know, it it, it is uh, our calling as Christians, uh, our obedience to God, our faith in Jesus Christ, that we must. Uh, 
if the Lord lays something on our heart, that's something we have to do. And uh, the word call or calling is used often in Scripture with regard to salvation in two different ways. Sometimes it refers to God's general call to everyone to repent and believe the gospel. In this sense, Jesus said, for many are called, but few are chosen. 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 <laughs> and that's Matthew twenty-two fourteen. But um, uh, but it's what's also known as the effectual calling. All right, uh, Paul used it this way in Romans eight thirty. And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. So uh, in a similar manner, he also wrote uh, that God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which is granted in us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. And we see this 2 Timothy 1, 9, Galatians, 2 Thessalonians, Hebrews, many, many scriptures. But that um, God, you know, he, his, his, his effectual calling, if you will, is, is his work through his Holy Spirit to draw us in faith in Christ. And that's based on John six forty four, And so when God called Abraham to follow him, he didn't uh, issue the call to the entire city of, of Ur. That's U-R, Ur. And not even Abraham's father or brother. But he called Abraham specifically, responded to that effectual call, and Abraham obeyed. And so by faith, Abraham obeyed. And that's genuine faith that always obeys God. And, uh, and But saving faith is never alone. It's by nature's love of, of, of obedience. And, uh, you know, genuine faith is obedient faith. Paul refers to this again as the obedient faith in Romans 11.5. And Jesus warned, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Now, when I say that, that freaks a lot of people out. They say, well, what if I say, uh, Lord, Lord, and, and, and I get to heaven and he says, get away from me, I never knew you. you know, so am I really saved? That's not what that's talking about. That is those who have, who have uh, has said with their mouth, perhaps, that they were saved, but they never made a genuine uh, uh, prayer of salvation or uh, just trying to play a game uh, and trying to put on an act. Uh, that's what that's referring to, or the apostates. That's what that's referring to. It's not talking about those of genuine faith. So don't get upset. If you've prayed the prayer of salvation, you meant that, you understood uh, Christ's atoning work on the cross, understood that he rose again on the third day, uh, understanding his ascension as he ascended, the Holy Spirit descended to help us and to encourage us. We understand those things. So we are saved. So don't have to worry about when you get to heaven and, and, and Jesus looks at you and says, get away, I never knew you. If you made a genuine profession of faith, man, you're good. So don't worry about that, all right? You know, there's some times that the old devil wants to throw in your face or even question, am I really saved? You know, sometimes that, that can plague your mind because maybe your your actions don't always reflect uh, that of someone who is saved because we're imperfect people. Man, I get so sick of, of, of that uh, rhetoric of those in the world who want to uh, disparage uh, Christianity and, uh, and say that... Uh, uh, well, these Christians are, uh, this is why I'm not a, a, a Christian, because of the way these people acted. In fact, I saw a post uh, yesterday where somebody put on there and said, uh, said I, I tried to be nice to these Christians. They wouldn't even talk to me. And so this is why I go, go to church. I'm like, Whatever, man. You know, if you're looking for an excuse, <laughs> the devil will give you plenty of reasons not to go to church. Man, I lived over on Lamont Street, Johnson City for, oh gosh, let me see, probably about eight years. I lived literally, literally beside a church. 
And I want to tell you the truth. Those were the rudest people I ever met in my life. They were not friendly. Not once did they ever invite me to their church. In fact, when I'd be walking my dog, when they were having church time, they would try to run me down. I just don't lie. They wouldn't hesitate. They would slow down. They would try to run me down. I had to run out of the way. And based on that alone, had I not had any knowledge and understanding of Christianity and, and about Christians, I might have had that attitude too. So the heck with him. That's the way they act. But that is not indicative of all Christians. That church, they had a lot of, in fact, they had a uh, homosexual uh, running their praise team. So that, just, that gives you a good idea what that church was about anyway. But, it, but nonetheless, keep painting everybody with a broad brush. And um, with the Christianity, yes, they're hypocrites. And guess what? The church is a hospital for the sin sick. That's where they need to be. It's triage. It's where you go to get the help and, then, and, and what you need in order to get better and to get ahead of what you're dealing with. But we need to have, make sure that you have that saving faith, that obedient faith unto Christ Jesus. And, uh, you know, and you know, one thing's for sure that when uh, he was, when Abraham went uh, to Canaan, when it, remember, there's no highways, there were no uh, roads. I mean, it was rough terrain. There was no place to get to and just rest. I mean, this was a, a pretty tough call that um, Abraham was doing and being obedient uh, to Christ and to doing that. I mean, he left everything behind uh, to do this. And that's what Christ calls us to do is that we must, as we see in Luke 9, 23, if anyone wishes to come to me, uh, come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow after me. And, you know, so this is just it. We are, uh, we may be, uh, 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 you know, we have to, uh, how's the best way to put it? Um, you must die of yourself in order to gain eternity. We must give up these things in this world. I'm not saying we have to live in, in poverty and, and have nothing. That's not what I'm saying. I, you know, it's like, I think some people think that uh, we, they have to keep the pastor poor in order to keep him humble. You know, <laughs> Every time I turn around, it's, you, know, you see uh, the first thing they want to say when they're disparaging the church or is, uh, is uh, yeah, all it's about is pastors getting rich, man. That, that's one thing you never hear me talk about or my dad talk about is tithing. We don't, hey, God's going to take care of it. We ain't worried about it. Our goal is to see souls saved. But the thing is, we need to make sure that we're willing to take up the cross, dying of ourselves daily, all right? Dying of ourselves, the pride, uh, the selfishness, the self-centeredness, uh, the greed, the coveting, all these things we're, we're trying to die of. And we're taking up the cross of falling after Jesus Christ. You know, and it may be hard for some people. You know, there's, uh, wasn't that long ago, I think it was a few years ago, a girl, uh, she knew that she'd become a Christian. Her father would probably kill her and because her father was Muslim. And, uh, and sure enough, uh, once he found her, he did kill her and because she'd become a Christian. And uh, so it may, you know, come at a high cost uh, in regards to uh, coming to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. But, uh, but one thing's for sure, though, that God's call often entails other difficult. Remember, by God's call, I'm not referring to some special call for service that comes only to some. I'm referring to God's call to salvation. It may result in rejection or persecution. It will involve bringing all your possessions and money under his lordship. And that's based on Luke 14, 33. It requires obeying God's word when it's inconvenient and difficult. It means seeking God's will rather than your will in every decision. You know, and so have you done that? You know, it can be risky. It's hard. It's tough. It's difficult. 
seeking God's will, being truly obedient to him. And it's tough because our, our flesh, our desires want to pursue or want one thing, but we know God is telling us to do something else. And that's why, you know, again, it comes back down to that temptation aspect that the devil, he wants to fulfill, he wants to, us to pursue our desires and our wants so we will justify that sin and say, well, it's not that big a deal or, you know, whatever it may be, but that's when we have to deny that. You know, see, the world is the polar opposite because the world says, oh, if it feels good, do it. Uh, if that's what you want to do, do it. Who, who is anybody else to judge? And so that feeds into your brain. That's what the devil wants. But we have to deny self. All right? Put away those things that we know are not glorifying to God and to pursue him and be obedient to him and what he wants for our lives. And I think that's why we have a lot of apathetic Christians and complacent Christians out there because they're not willing to make the sacrifices uh, to pursue God. So therefore, they become stagnant. There's no growth and they're just stuck where they're at. And that's why in, in, if you're working out, that's why when you're lifting weights or you're running, you get sore because you're working those muscles. You're breaking those muscles down. And then when they heal, they get bigger and bigger. And so but when you're working out, it's painful. It hurts. But you know the ultimate goal of where you want to be and what you want to look, at, look like. And so you keep pursuing that. And that's the same way with our Christian walk. Sometimes we have to deny, deny those things that are painful and unpleasant in order to be obedient and do the things of God. But one day we will receive the reward and the glory that God has promised us. So that's why we have to stay obedient. We have to stay faithful and understand the effectual call of Christ Jesus. So if you have not made a profession of faith today, please do it. If you have made a profession of faith, understand that we need to seek God out early, often, and persistently. We need to be in prayer and be obedient to what he's wanting us to do. Even if it's something we may not want to do. Hey, man, there's times, just like I told you, here the other day, that, uh, you know, here I was sick as a dog, and, uh, of course, my wife, she never wants to put gas in the car, and I uh, had to stop and get gas, and the Lord laid on my heart to witness this guy on the other side of the pump. I didn't want to do it. I could barely talk. I mean, I just, I just, I was just tired. I was drained. I didn't want to be out, but I had, there's something I had to do, and um, the Lord was like, talk to him. I was like, all right, so <laughs> got a poker chip, and then tried to talk to him about the Lord the best I could, you know. But I felt better for doing that because I was obedient. And I, and I know if I hadn't, have, I would have beat myself up all day long uh, for, uh, for not listening to the Lord. And so whatever it is, whether you feel like it or not, you better do what the Lord's calling you to do and be obedient just as Abraham was obedient in answer of God's calling. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day, your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to obey your calling. Help us to be obedient. Help us to be faithful. Help us to serve you well. Lord, thank you for saving us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your forgiveness. Lord, is there anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us. Be with all my family and friends who are watching this morning. Please watch over God and protect them. Keep them safe and well till we meet again. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be with our kids as they're going out and coming in. Be with them as they're work, school, or play. Be with my little girl today, Lord. She's having to drive to Bristol and doing her clinicals. Uh, Lord, please watch over and protect her. You know how I worry about her. Watch over, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that you be with uh, all those who have offered up prayer requests on, at the church or online. You know those hearts and minds and needs, and it will be done there. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today. And I didn't say good morning to uh, Kim Hensley and Brandy Boyd Young. I appreciate you all for tuning in. And I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless. Oh,